So what up, what up, what up, y'all? Yo, yo, what's up, y'all? Y'all tapped in to the full disclosure show. I'm Derek Lamont Williams, the first. We got Barbara Rich Green, Dick Dashley. And we got the little lady of the house, Miss Lisa Lisa. What's up, y'all? How you feel? How you feel? How you feel? I'm feeling great. It's hot as hell. But I love it. It's better than the snow. Weather done broke a little bit. Weather done broke a little bit. Hopefully you stay that way. Yes. What's going on, Dick Dodson? It's tourist season out there. I want to say happy birthday to all the tourists. My homegirl, Aisha. She's like a sister to me. My man, Rico wife. Happy birthday to Aisha. Happy birthday to all the tourists out there. Yeah, my brother Damon, he's a tourist. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the Dame Spot. You What's know what I mean? Dame, Dame Spot. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the podcast, Thank my you. brother launched. Shout out. Shout out to my sons. Y'all go on um, Blunt Thoughts. His 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 podcast is back up on uh, Blunt Thoughts on YouTube. It's definitely YouTube. I said, come on. I'm very, very proud. Yeah. Yeah, it was a real nice. It was real nice. Very proud of it. And you know the best. He called because I had seen it. I, I saw it when he posted, but I hadn't got a chance to listen. So he called yesterday. He's like, Dad, have you watched the chat? I said, No, I haven't got a chat. You know, he's like, Well, you know, watch. I want to get your input. You know, he was, it's just a good feeling. You know, he was like, He, he was like, You the grab master. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's a good thing, man. So shout out. You know what I'm saying? Keep everybody put your, I mean, hey, everybody got something to say, man. We say it all the time. That's why we love y'all comments. Cause you know, because everybody got something important to say, so we we love to be a part of that. Definitely do. So shout out, shout them out, man. And thank you. You know, thanks for the love, everybody. You know, I want to say shout out to my my oldest child too, Alexis over there being a platinum producer. I yeah, I see it. Helping me get my money straight. You know, I've been doing you know options, watching options. She got me in this forex thing, so. You know, she made she made some good money last week. She got her proper bear making money, so shout out to you. Good, good. Love to see good things going. Yes, on. indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, she told me she told me, my, my my birthday gift to you. Daddy is making you a millionaire. So she says she's gonna do it in a year and a half, maybe less than a year. I I'll enjoy the ride. Okay. <laughs> you know. Setting them goals. Say that. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, uh, again, man, you know, like the, we want your comments, like the post, share the post, share the podcast, you know, help me trying to bring this thing to the forefront. So, uh, for some reason, my Facebook acting up. Without uh, further ado, man, I guess I'm going to go ahead and set this thing off. And, uh, you know, man, we still in the middle of this pandemic, you know, everything is, we still you know, everything is is what it is. You know, it's just been, you know, you know, a certain name that's just been keep popping up and popping up. And that is, you know, Bill Gates and the Bill Gates Foundation and, you know, and all the theories. I don't even want to call them conspiracy theories anymore because I think that takes that, that you know, pundits are using that now to to uh, you know what I'm saying, to yeah. to push people off instead. So I'm just gonna say theories. That's all it is. And you're hearing, you know, of course Bill Gates is very pro vaccine. We all know that. Bill Gates, you know, you know, does a lot, puts a lot of money into vaccines. So if you watch this show, <laughs> you know, we're very against vaccine. I mean it shouldn't be mandatory. If if they have a vaccine and you choose to take it you choose to take it. You shouldn't be forced to. And if you're vaccinated, then me being not unvaccinated shouldn't be no bother to you. So, you know, you get the whole thing. And then it was the thought that, you know, well, you know, Bill Gates owns a patent of COVID-19 or whatever, which he had. He invested in a group. I think it was the peer, the uh, peer, uh, where, where, where did I have it? 
the Peer Wright Institute, where he's a uh, he, he's a contributor, and they own a patent to the coronavirus, uh, a different strain, a, a, a lesser strongest strain. You know what I mean? That was in animals or whatever. This is the explanation of that. So he doesn't have a patent on. No one has a patent on COVID nineteen. You know what I mean? So the thinking that he had a patent on it or he started it. I mean, we we can talk about whether he started it or not. But there's a uh, an article I wanted to read. See if I can pull it up real quick. I post I posted it in the group. Let me see if I can find it real quick. I don't let's see if I can go in here. So why are you pulling it up? I want to say what's up, Veronica Thornton. What's up, Momo Child? What's going on, Derek Gray? We were just talking about how you did on your podcast. Congratulations on that. Check them out on YouTube. Yeah, that podcast is really dope. My computer's moving super slow, man, so I can't find the the uh article, but I'm going to read some of it. Okay. Let me see. I have the right one here. Okay, now it says Bill Gates offered $10 million uh, bribe, or you call it a fund, whatever you want to call it, for a forced vaccination program for the coronavirus uh, in Nigeria, you know, to the House of Representatives. And, you know, of course, the, the Nigerians opposed it as a, you know, and, and uh, didn't take the, the buyout. It makes you wonder how many people did. Now, this is, you know, you know, it was rejected or whatever. And so they mm-hmm. was going to force vaccine. You know, they've been saying they've been vaccinated down there. You know what I mean? They've been, you've been hearing rumors of them vaccinated down there or whatever. But we, we definitely know that Bill Gates' platform is these vaccines, you know what I mean? And then there was a, a, a videotape in 2015 in an interview that he did where he talked about, you know, the greatest threat to humanity would be a disease, uh, you know what I'm saying, a, 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 some disease, which isn't exactly being clairvoyant, you know what I'm saying? But that interview resurfaced, and it's, you know, of course, it's all kind of speculation that he invented, you know, just to push his, you know, at his vaccine agenda. You know what I mean. So, there's just a lot of things being said. I mean, at the bottom of at the bottom of the situation, the thing is, me, I just stated, I'm me personally. I'm very anti-vaccine. I don't want to take no vaccine. I, if I'm if we are forced by law to take a vaccine, I don't know. I just, I don't know what that's gonna what that's gonna look like. But I just wanted to put that you know conversation out there. Here y'all take on it. So, um, I definitely think, you know, that, <clears throat> excuse me, Bill Gates is definitely in on, in on something that ain't right. You know what I'm saying? This whole situation ain't, you know what I'm saying, smells fishy, smells fishy. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of twists and turns to this situation. Um, as you said, I'm anti-vax vaccination, so I'm not about to get no vaccine. You know? Real quick, that was the Peerbright Institution. That you know, go ahead. I don't know what's in this vaccine, so I don't feel comfortable putting something in my body that I don't know what's in there. And what I remember when I had went to the doctor last, they had um, offered me this flu shot. So um, I asked them what's in the flu shot and they couldn't even tell me. So I don't know what's in this vaccine for this COVID-19 or whatever you want to call it. I don't trust them. And I don't trust Bill Gates. I don't trust, I just don't trust the whole situation. So no one history and knowing how these people are and knowing what's going on now uh uh-uh nope so i think that when we hear things like this like you said we can't use words like words like conspiracy because that takes uh, Validity, validity away from the situation 
And I think when we hear things like this, we need to take it into play because they putting, they're going to sweep it right over our eyes. And before we even know it, and before we try to react, it's going to be too late when we react. So I think when we hear these things, we need to start looking into them and doing what we need to do or doing what can be do to stop the situation to bring light to the situation. And I'm not saying when you bring light to situations and make noise, you not you may you may not be able to stop that situation at that moment, but you're bringing attention to it. So now some people are going to start paying attention to it. So now you're starting the ball up and bringing light to situations. And if we don't bring light to situations, then they're going to just keep on and keep on and keep on doing harmful things to us or things that are best for their agenda and not our agenda. So, I mean, let's pay attention and let's listen and do our research because we've already know, we already know that getting these vaccines has been linked to things like um, autism, ADHD, and all these other disorders. So, I mean, if we get vaccines for things like that and those things are happening, if you've done your research, you know that this isn't, this isn't good. You don't know if the vaccine is going to react to certain people different ways, you know. But uh, Dick Dosley, you got some comments? I, I got to piggyback off what both of y'all said. I mean, it's like... Uh... You know, absolute power corrupts absolutely. It, it, it makes me nervous when, you know, one, one particular person takes up the mantra of being the savior of the world and saying, you know, hey, we need to go ahead and get these vaccines down. There's a lot of other things that we could be tackling outside of that. Now, I don't think anything was necessarily nefarious in his, his, uh, his address that you had referenced back in 2015. I mean, it's common knowledge. We're going to deal with certain diseases, certain uh, things that's going to spread out. I mean, even President Barack Obama at the time said, hey, we had to make sure that we were in a position to deal with a pandemic if it came. And he even mentioned the uh, 1918 flu uh, that is often referenced, uh, misreferenced by 45 as a 1970 flu. But anyway, with that being said, you know, I'm always skeptical of someone who wants to put on the cake and say they're doing something in the guise of humanity. Now, it could be coming from a great place, but I mean, there's so many other things that someone like Bill Gates could eradicate with the type of money he has. If you want to be philanthropic, I mean, you still have places in our society that have people who are starving, who are living below the poverty line. Why wouldn't you just create a whole other company that employed people in the inner cities or start vocational programs uh, in, in, in our country that would eradicate homelessness or uh, that would er eradicate joblessness, you know, for you to pick, <laughs> you know, it's just, it makes you wonder, like, why are you picking vaccines? Why is that such a, a big thing? And, you know, I don't know if he went out and he tried to rob these people or not. You know, I haven't seen a credible source as they say credible was credible at this point, you know, that has confirmed it, but I haven't seen one that's denied. So I'm erring on the side of caution. I just find it very unusual that someone that wealthy would care so much about pandemics and the whole nine when you have a pandemic of ignorance, when you have a pandemic of homelessness, when you have a pandemic of joblessness, uh, a pandemic of hopelessness uh, right here in your own country. And I wanted to touch on something real quick, Rich, that you said before anybody, uh, before we read these comments. It's like, it's like in, the, in the, you know, the, the comic books where... You know, you always have the villain, but the villain doesn't see himself as a villain. He's coming from a good place. He's thinking he's, you know what I mean? His rationale is, I'm going to save the world or I'm going to do this. and But it gets, you know, perverted in different aspects. So that's a good analogy. Hey, real quick, Derek Williams, Derek Gray said, Bill Gates should be working on the next Xbox or laptop, not pushing for mandatory vaccinations. The whole thing is shady. He's part of the deep state. <laughs> and Veronica Thornton went on to say, you're also talking about someone who's concerned about overpopulation yeah. and future lack of resources. Yep. What's going on, Brandon McThorne? 
you know, that's a, that's a good point, Veronica. If you look at the world population going back just 100 years ago, uh, we've had an increase in the population that was staggering. I think we went from, and forgive me if I'm wrong, you can double check, it's more from like a billion people on the planet to 8 billion on the planet in less than a 200 year, 150 year time frame. So you have these people who, in the guise of benevolence, and the, the guys of philanthropic endeavors uh, feel like they have to control the world, like Derek said. They may not feel like they're the supervillain. They may feel like they're helpless, but you just never know. Veronica Thornton said, you hit the nail on the head, B. I agree. I want to uh, agree with what <clears throat> Derek Williams said, that, you know, he is, and he's supposed to be working in technology. Isn't that his field of expertise? Mm -hmm. So how did he become an expert in vaccinations? Like, do we just allow anybody to become experts in any field? I mean, I know he has a lot of money, and I'm not saying that he may be educated in that field, but he's not, how does he become an expert? I mean, if you're supposed to be working in computers and internet, how do you go from computers to internet to, to world health? Well, it's, and it's, it's, it's two imposing scenarios, right? We're talking about resources, okay? We're talking about the second richest man in, in the world, or in America at least, you know what I mean, who has a whole hell of a lot yeah. of resources. <laughs> I'm sure you he won't be lacking any resources. So, so now he's concerned about, you know, resources, you know what I'm saying? Other people's resources, it could be like, you know, now nah, you so concerned because you want it off yourself or, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you don't know what is your motivation. It's kind of like two driving. I mean, he spends a lot and he spends a ton of money on this thing. And if, the, and if he's so concerned about lack of resources, in the future, like you said, Rich, like we have lack of resources and lack of things now that is immediate to the to life right now, not to what may or may not come. I mean, yeah, we are in a pandemic right now at this moment with with this virus, but we weren't, you know what I'm saying, X amount of months ago. We weren't X amount of years ago. So why wasn't he dealing with uh, more important issues that were relevant at that time? Such as homelessness, yeah. uh, the AIDS yeah. pandemic, uh, uh, um, food, or whatever pandemic we had going on. I mean, I guess the one way to look at it is like you know you you sometimes you have to find you know your lane, whatever. Like if you get to a certain point where you want to give back, you know, certain things hit home for you for some reason. You know what I mean? Just just to say, so you can't do everything. So for some reason. This avenue has, you know, really stood out for him and helped if he thinking he's helping people in this way. Well, I thought know. his niche was internet. I mean, I'm so saying as far as his, his philanthropical uh, uh, things that he does, you know what I mean? Because he bought this company, the, with the Trump, the Gates Foundation, where him and his wife, they bought it from, because uh, Warren Beatty is also a member of the uh, council or whatever, but... You know, yeah, it is, you know, like the whole thing, the mandatory, the, you know, you, you hear the stories of what's going on in Africa, you hear, you know what I'm saying, stories of people, you know, it's just, you know, sometimes you connect the dots and you be thinking like, whoa, you know what I mean? But, you know, there's there's just... If if he was so worried about lack of resources, another, <laughs> another point, why wouldn't he try to do something to prevent the virus? So that he wouldn't have to worry about it instead of trying to get the, I mean, we're already in a pandemic. Now got now you want to get the vaccines. You know well, what I'm saying? Well, they've been working. I mean, this is, you know, this is nothing new. They've been doing like polio and malaria. Like, I guess that's still real big. Where? So he's worried so about he's all doing, these pandemics and all malaria. these things that are going on in Africa, but he's not worried about those immediate relevant issues in Africa. This shit sounds fishy to me. I don't care. some comments. Uh, Derek Williams went on to say Bill Gates also has ties to Jeffrey Epstein. Ronnie Thornton said, We are talking about people that plan for generations ahead. 
They create long-term plans and execute in a different way than we do under normal circumstances. Yeah, you talk about real chess. Yeah. You know what I mean? You talk about real chess. I'm and, glad, I'm glad and, that you was able to bring this. And what you're saying, Lisa, I, I would have to agree with that because it's, it's like both you and Derek got a point. Sometimes people have passion projects. This may be his passion project. We, it's hard to sit here and tell people what to do with their money. Mm-hmm. But at the same token, they are up for criticism when they're in the public eye as, as much as Bill Gates is for this. I mean, you think about it, think of famine that's happening. If he, okay, your, your concern is Africa, think about the fact that education needs to be a priority in some of the underdeveloped areas of that country, uh, continent, I'm sorry. And I know that that's part and parcel to what we need to be doing as uh, descendants of Africans, African Americans, or however you want to call us, American descendants of slaves, but we should uh, be doing that. But at the same token, to be there, you know, famine, wasn't as rampant in Africa as it was until after European colonialization. You know, the colonists came down there and they started colonizing and then they put something up called borders. And now you have people who are probably nomadic people who followed the herds and followed the changes as far as droughts and things and moved to places where it's more abundance of water, where it's more abundance of, uh, of food and, and growth. And then you put them in the system of a European mindset where you can't cross this imaginary line because this person owns that. So you've taken away generations of how they move, uh, become nomadic, become farmers, how they how they had sustenance off the land, and you basically made a continent of beggars in places and pockets that experience famine. And you haven't set up irrigation systems or water systems to take care of that. You haven't built any infrastructure. It, 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 it does sound nefarious at that point. It's almost like you're waiting for those people to die off so you can put your own colonies there, your own people there, and run it the way that you want. Now, one last thing, Derek, you mentioned with this philanthropy, it could be his way of making an indelible mark on history and making sure that his name is carried on more so than Microsoft, because we might be Microsoft, but we wouldn't forget the father of vaccination. At a certain point, these people really become ego-driven. Yeah. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. And it yeah. becomes about their legacy, yeah. how they want to be remembered. That's where, you know, that's where, uh, that's where intentions get perverted. You know, the intention may be, may be good at first, but then it gets, it becomes personal. You know what I mean? That's, you always have to be about, you know, you can't, you can't get your ego in it. You know what I'm saying? And it's so hard not to be able to get the, the two mixed up. Y'all tapped into the Full Disclosure Show. Derek Lamont wins the first. Bobby Rich Green, Dick Dashley, and Lisa Lisa, the little lady of the house. What's up, y'all? Please leave your comments and remarks, man. Call us. Talk to us. You know what I mean? And uh, we're going to go ahead and move on, uh, Miss Lisa. Yes. So I'm going to be discussing something called the Home Rule. I think this is very appropriate with um, what you just discussed, these crazy ass people in the government, these crazy ass police, people getting gunned down, um, the way racism is coming out, not coming out, but the way it is just progressing, the way shit is just going. I just think that it's important that we learn our rights we learn our um, the Constitution. We learn what what they can and can't do to us. And no, it may not be the answer to every problem that we have going on, but I do think that we can definitely learn from it, and it can help us in some situations that we may run across. So I I was doing some research on things and doing my study and whatever, and I came across something called the home rule. So if you don't know what the home rule is, the home rule is basically where a group group of people can get together and self-govern themselves. So, you know, you can go and buy a piece of land and start your own colony, your own 
village or state or whatever you want to call it and um, sustain and do your own thing. Um, so each, not each state, but about 40 states um, are involved in this home rule. And actually, um, Ohio is one of them. And actually, Cleveland was where it first started as far as in Ohio in 1912. They uh, had a case where, you know, Cleveland was like, hey, I want to govern myself. And they actually won and was uh, considered themselves to be a home rule state up until um, they changed it into the managed plan, I believe it was called. But basically, as long as you have structural power, which means, you know, you have a governor a government system. As long as you have um, the power to for your for your money, you can financially sustain yourself. You have uh, laws and rules, and you can uh, function. You know, as far as you have water, food, you can function yourself. You and about five thousand <clears throat> people can get together and start your own your own colony. All you need is about 150 votes and you bring your argument to the government and you say, hey, this is what's going on. And as long as you abide by your state constitution and the United States Constitution and you follow the laws, you know what I'm saying? You good. You cool. You can do your own thing. And I think, you know what I'm saying, that would be a good option for people to do because with everything that's going on, you know what I'm saying, I'm sure that there's a lot of people who's, you know what I'm saying, feel feel some type of way. You feel nervous, you feel scared, you don't know what to do. And I think that's why it's important to learn your uh, Bill of Rights, your Constitution, and that whole thing because if, if had I not decided to study and learn this stuff, I would have never learned about the home rule. Now, this is kind of different from being a sovereign citizen or having a sovereign, um, a sovereign state. You know what I'm saying? You're still part of the state with this home rule, but with a sovereign citizen, you consider yourself not part of the United States. So, I just want to open the discussion and just, you know what I'm saying, put that out there and... And say, hey, you know what I'm saying? These people is doing whatever. They acting crazy. And at least until we can figure out, you know what I'm saying, a better way. If you don't want to separate completely, then, you know what I'm saying? I think this would be a good option. Something to read up on, something to study. I digress. What what she really was trying to say with all that, and then let's get the fuck up out of here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what it's really. Hey man, let's get the fuck up out of here. That's basically all. Inbox that me, call let's, me, hit me, let me know. Man, I'm tired, man. We hey, let's go. Let's go. That's what that's about. Dick Dazzle. You know how this is the kind of first time while you were talking. I was just going to hit pull up a few uh, homebrew states, and I saw. Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Colorado, Idaho, and Louisiana at some. And uh, you said Cleveland is one as well, I guess. Is, is that how Cleveland started? Yeah. It started off as a home rule? Yep, in 1912. Wow. So you learn something new every day. Learn right. something new every day. I, I think that's a good thing to know. That way you can set up your own charter in cities. It seems like that's a way to set things up. Now, I believe our ancestors did things like this, like in states yeah. like California, yeah. um, when, when we did the Great Migration out of the South, um, we we met with unparalleled opposition. And just to give a quick history lesson, not that I'm going to know all be all, go ahead and research anything that I'm telling you. Always be skeptical with what you hear. It's always better to go and do it on your own. But during the Great Migration, this is after slavery, uh, this is after uh, you had the uh, black codes. The South tried to keep black labor. And uh, during this keeping black labor, they came up with the peonage system or peon system. The peonage system is what 
in which you uh, put a number on a black person. You arrest them from all, almost anything and you lock them up. Local farmers would come and then they would bail the black person out. And since they held their bail, what they would do is make them work on their farm basically for free until the debt was paid. In most cases, the debt was long paid, but they continued to make people work. I got a story about that I'll probably share with y'all later. But during this time, the uh, Great Revolution was happening. The Industrial Revolution was happening. You had people like Andrew Carnegie. You had people like John D. Rockefeller, Standard Oil, um, doing major things. You had Pennsylvania Railroad uh, growing as well. If you look at, uh, at Vanderbilt, they needed labor. Well, who was a great labor source? The, the former slaves of America. They started migrating up here. And during that migration, the South actually did everything they could to make sure that they couldn't leave. They didn't understand why black folks wanted a better life. Why wouldn't you want to work for us for free, even if we beat you, maimed you, killed you, and raped your women? Uh, they were also imprisoned the women. Then they would make the women uh, sex slaves to the guards and things like that. It's really messed up history if you think about this country. So I could see how having a home rule city uh, is important. This is how a lot of the the free men and women set up their own cities and they had prosperous cities. But once again, you had organizations like the Ku Klux Klan, you had organizations like the Supreme Court come in to do what they can to change the rule of law, take these things down. But since these things are still on the books, at least I'm glad that you dug this up. This is a great way to have your own sovereign cities. This is a great way to have your own school systems. This is a great way to do your own local taxi. This is a great way to have your own city. So I applaud you for finding this. Thank you. No, yeah, uh, I think I agree with you. And that's why I say that it's very important for for us to study our Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Yeah, we may have learned it in high school or what have you. And I'm not going to lie. I don't remember a lot of shit, half the shit that I, that I learned in high school. And social studies was one of my favorite. History was one of my favorite subjects. And I'm just really sick and tired of every day I wake up, I'm seeing another black man getting killed. We still arguing about whether it was racist based or not. And I can't like this person. You can't like this person. We getting, I just, I'm so tired. Like I'm, I'm so emotionally exhausted with society, with, with everything, you know, and Second, Lisa, let me let me uh, you continue. You you frustrated with uh society, keep yeah. that in mind. Veronica Thornton, uh hey Nikki, Thomas Miguel Ross said, how y'all good people doing? Veronica Thornton said, true village mentality. You can start with your own circle of people. But when we get it this time, we also have to create and maintain a way to protect, i.e. police, militia, because history shows once we start thriving, here come the Europeans. And I have to agree with her. Yep. Setting, setting it up isn't enough. You have to have your own police force and your own militia or military to protect it. Because if you really look at the history of this country, yep. everything was done. The Supreme Court has never been your friend. Exactly. Look at the Dred Scott decision. Exactly. Look at the United States versus Reese. If you don't believe me, double check that. Now go ahead, Lisa. I apologize. No, you're good. Uh, I'm frustrated with the way the society and our government has treated us in the way that we are we are left to live and fend for ourselves. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure we have a group of like-minded people, enough people to go get a petition, to vote, put this paperwork in motion, and get to moving. And it's not about let's get together, come together, and retaliate. It's not about that. No. It's about living life in harmony, living life love, living life prosperous, growing, eating healthy. All this positive shit, that's what it's about. I'm just really tired of it, and I think that this is an option that we should all come together and research and look and see. And like you, like I said, you don't have to separate yourself from the state and become a sovereign citizen with this method. Now, that could be a discussion later on. That's a whole other discussion. But I'm just, and I agree with Veronica. History shows that every time black folk or a group of people come together and they get to eat and they get prosperous and they get knowledgeable. The government gets 
fearful, they get intimidated, and here they come throwing in this, that, this, and that. We also need a system in play to make sure that we are getting infiltrated within our own government system because that's a lot of how the time that's a lot of times how they get these groups to downfall. They get somebody inside the system. That's every time. You're right. <laughs> and they get somebody inside and infiltrate that way. You understand? They sprinkle a little money to somebody, give them a little bit of this, give them a little bit of that, and the next thing you know, that group. If you even if you go back to the, to, you know, to the Kemets, the Kemites, you know, what mm -hmm. I mean, back to ancient Egypt, when you know they were bribing, you know, to to make Ptolemy a god, you mm -hmm. know what I mean. It was always a, it's always a sellout and somewhere. You're right. You know, it was always somebody. You know, Sylvester sellout ass. You know. <laughs> You look at all the gangsters, all the gangsters that was on the top of the world, it was always somebody within that brought them down. So, I think know. we need to learn from history. You know what I'm saying? We have enough examples ahead of before us to know what's going to happen and how to duck and dodge it. I mean, we're going to always have problems, and we're going to have problems that arise. But I don't think that that should stop us from trying to better our situation, trying to succeed, you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, if we're going to let problems stop us, then what are we complaining for? That's how I feel. Stop complaining and stop worrying about the what ifs and just go and just do it. Educate yourself, research, and just go. It's like we can worry about, let us, we can deal with our own bullshit without having to deal with all the other outside bullshit that mm -hmm. we have to deal with. Like, it's like being in a family. You can deal with the family's bullshit then when the outside bullshit is, 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 is added to it, it can become unbearable. So, like, we just saying, just we just, it's going to be shit. You know what I mean? It's always going to be something. But if, if we can just, you know, it's enough people, man. I see, I, you know, I'm, I'm in so many groups and I'm in so many, you know what I mean, here. I'm, I, I network with so many positive people. There got to be a way we can kind of string it together and, and financially. Yeah. If, even if not, you know what I mean. Even if not, location wise, right away, you know we can all invest with each other and all make some kind of you know fund and some kind of, and then eventually move to where you know because there's so many people, so many bright ideas that know yeah. about this and know about that. You know, just yeah. I think what needs to be done is we need to get. A, a group of like-minded people and it only really needs to be 150 people to get the vote and get those people together but we need more than 150 to all together but you only need about 150 for the vote but if you get more than that people get more than that you get about a thousand people and they all bring I don't know a hundred dollars then you can afford a small piece of land. And then we just keep on and keep on building on that and building on that. We got to get a piece of land first. Once we find a piece of land, then we, the, the things are endless. We can do whatever, you know? And we, everybody, we know a carpenter. We know a, a, a chef. We know somebody that know how to garden. Engineer. We know an engineer, electrician, a plumber. We know somebody that does that. That is that feels that's like minded. You know what I'm saying? I say, come on, let's go, let's make a movement. You got any more comments, Dick Dosley? Got uh, Derek Williams on say history repeats itself. We were kings and gods before we get there again. This time, even stronger. Hey, What's man. going on, Ty Mitchell? You tapped into the Full Disclosure Show. I'm Dag Lamont Williams the first, Baba Ritz Green, Dick Dashley, and Lisa Lisa, the little lady of the house. If you just joined us, we were just talking about uh, the home rules, the home rule constitution. We were talking about your man Bill Gates and the Bill Gates Foundation. Please give us your call, your comments, and holler at us. Uh, like and share the video, have a share party or something, let's go. You know what I mean? We're going to go ahead and get into Dick Dashley and the social media post of the week. And like I was telling y'all, so many things that go on in the week. So 
Um, <laughs> you can have a lot of different things. So I try to keep it a little interesting. Uh, we got uh, someone who's been the social media focus before. Uh, I'm gonna try to share a video here, y'all. We'll see if this works. You might lose us for a quick second, but I'm gonna see if I can put this in. Okay, there you go. And then we're gonna go ahead and play this. Excuse the language. son's 12-year-old, 14-year-old son, nephew, to get ahead from a grown woman. Um, and, you know, just for slang purposes here, this oral sex and his fellatio people, he has uh, admitted to getting his underage son a, basically, uh, he bought a woman to go down on his 12-year-old uh, son because he wants to get them, as he said, prepared. Um, I'm just going to go in on it like this. Would he have got uh, his 12-year-old daughter or his 14-year-old nieces some hair from a grown man? Would he have? Would he? Would that be getting them prepared? Or would that change the whole dynamic? Would he be okay with having a grown man go down on his 12-year-old daughter or his 14-year-old niece? Would he say it with the same braggadocio? And he said it about his 12-year-old son. I guess that makes him a, a super male because he got his 12-year-old son to uh, basically uh, commit a, a, a sexual act underage. Isn't, isn't that like child porn or a, a form of child abuse? No, that, that's not like child porn. That, that is, is child porn. It's like, you know, I look at this. I, I'm just gonna reverse it. I'm just gonna keep it like this. I'm gonna make it uncomfortable. Would he get his 12 year old daughter, a grown man, to come over there and go down on her? And then, after the grown man has finished going down on his daughter, would he then sit there while the grown man went down on his nieces? I, I asked him that, and I asked anybody that agreed with him that this is some sort of rite of passage. Now, if the son was 18, it's different because at that point he considered an adult. But then I asked, would he get his 18-year-old daughter, a grown man, to go down on her on her 18th birthday? Or his nieces? Hmm. A grown man to go down on them on their 18th birthday. That's it. I want to know what you what you think, Lisa. I... But before you go in, Thomas Miguel Ross said, I don't deal with that dude. He about done his head. Veronica Thornton went on to say, so he paid a grown woman to molest his son. Thomas McElroy said, yeah, because he that stupid. <laughs> All right, Lisa, I'm sorry, Queen. I have so many questions. There is so many levels of fuck, of what the fuck is going on to this situation. There is so many levels. I am buffooed. I really am. What behooves me is, number one, who is this woman that is willing to suck on a 12-year-old little winky-woo? I mean, like, is she going to be okay with, is she? does she have kids? I mean, what if somebody came to molest 
her 12 year old, 13 year old son. Like, I don't care how you slice it or dice it. I don't give a shit if it was fucking the president of the United States. I don't give a fuck if it was the Virgin Mary, Jesus Christ. I don't, this it's rape. That's rape and that's molestation. And I mean, him, what is he like? Rebellion? rebelling against Dwayne Wade. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure my son don't turn out like Dwayne Wade's faggot-ass son. Sorry, that's not my words, but I'm just visualizing and just imagining like that's what Bootsy's dumbass, young, uh, ignorant ass would say. Like, and how does he know that this won't backfire on him and actually make his son become, become homosexual or become some rapist or something because early sex would... Kid, I mean, a kid having early sex, exposing to being sex, it, it can mess up a kid and it, it, it makes you become a different person. Like, he's messing up who this kid will become or could become. Like, what the fuck is wrong with Boosie? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't care how nobody feel. I may shake some feathers with this, but I'd rather for my son, if I, if I was in that situation, like... He talked about Dwayne's son being homosexual and him and Dwayne way um, supporting his son in a decision or guiding him or whatever in this decision that Dwayne's son made to be a homosexual or transgender or whatever his label is. But that's a problem, but you molesting, getting your son molested at 12 year old, that's okay. Like you don't want your son to be a homosexual. He know who he is, but you want your son to get his dick sucked, his winky woo, cause he ain't got a dick. A winky woo at 12 year old. I mean, I am so lost right now. Mm -hmm. I don't even know. We don't, we don't have enough time for me to express myself on this situation. <laughs> so we sit here deep before you go on. We're talking about Little Boosie, who's a rapper. Uh, he had, he admitted that we just played a video in which he admitted that he gets his son, he got his son, Felatio, at 12, and he gets his nephews taken care of. And the same woman that took care of his son and his nephews took care of him. And he said it was so good, she he know she put it on him, so she know he knows that she put it on him. That bitch need her uh, ass whooped. I'm sorry, I don't. Mm -mm. She need she need her ass whooped. Where is these babies' mothers at? Like you said, it was his nephew. Uh, and his nephew, yeah. I mean, yeah. like if if my brother got my 12 year old son some fellatio, then we not about that. We gonna have a problem. It's gonna be a whole nother level of. Mm -hmm. Acting up like I can't be responsible for my actions. Yeah, let me play the video one more time, and I want you to chime in with, with what you have uh, to say on uh, this situation. Humans. I'm training them for right. I'm training them for a great Ain't my 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 Ain't my Yeah. In 2013, they got me. Yeah. It's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got my fucking son in big shit. He's fucking right. <coughs> yes, I'm grown, mom. Grown, super grown. Super grown. Check his name out. Check all my nephews out. Super grown. Excuse she grown. She checked me out. I know what the fuck she did. She checked me out that bit. I'm getting unprepared, man. All right, D, I'm sorry about that, man. I just wanted to uh, kind of mm -hmm. play that again to have a point of reference for everybody uh, uh, what we were talking about. That was Little Boosie once again talking about how he got his sons checked out, as he said. Which he was uh, saying that he got there, um, he had them have fellatio with a grown woman. Go ahead, my brother. What's your thoughts on this, there? <laughs> it was just funny. I was thinking about uh, months back. I was debating somebody about this whole about the whole Dwayne Wade situation with the son and this person. 
reply a little boosie saying after me that was all I, you can't say nothing else to me. I'll tell you what a little boosie said, you know what I mean? But uh I wanna speak to the mentality, man, because this mentality is not really foreign. <clears throat> like, you know, a lot of us come from uh inheritance of molestation, you know what I mean? And what we call family curses and, and these type of things and this type of mentality, unfortunately. You know what I mean? It's all too uh, familiar, you know. Like, you know, me, myself, I was, you know what I'm molested when I was young, you know what I mean? And I know this attitude. I, I, I've heard other guys say, you know what I mean? Like, we, you know, as men, we our whole identity is like in our sexuality. Like, so, you know, if, if you ain't had sex yet, you ain't nobody. You know what I mean? And, and grew up with the pressure to validate yourself as a person through sex. You know what I mean? And this is an attitude that was very pervasive and is very familiar. And I haven't seen it, but I'm sure there's a lot of people like, oh, yeah, Boosie. You know what I mean? Because they still have that same mentality. And even I had it, like, you know, I was molested at six or seven, you know, kindergarten age. And I always looked at it like, yeah, you know, as a positive, like, growing up. Oh, yeah, I, I, I broke my chair when I was seven, you know, and used it to be something to brag on. Like, you know what I mean? And 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 then getting older and realizing what it actually was. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it wasn't something to brag about. You know what I mean? It was something that affected me. So I don't know Lil Boosie, but I can imagine that, you know what I'm saying? He, he probably may have... I don't say men have been molested, but I'm pretty sure growing up in the projects in New Orleans, he was exposed to sex at a very early age. You know what I mean? Which a lot of us are. And then you have a certain mentality that, you know, at rite of passage 13, you know, in the Hebrews is, you know, you bar mitzvah at 13. That's where you're supposed to become a man. And then you do whatever and being becoming a man. And that sort of thinking is that, you gotta have sex. You gotta get you got you gotta get some hair. You gotta you gotta do this. You know what I mean? I'm getting them ready. I gotta get prepared. So this is the step one. You know what I mean? And becoming a man. And that's just the you know that's just the mentality that you know a lot of people you know do, you know like I say even I had to a certain extent I, younger. You know you get older you realize that's not cool. You know what I mean? So you know. To, Boosie, what, 40-something years old? old? You know what I mean? But some people never grow out that same mentality. Like, you know, we talk about, you know, self-growth and we talking about all that. Some people are, stay stuck in a certain way of thinking, as a, i.e. with the whole homosexuality, with the, you know, at one point my attitude was different. You know, I felt a lot, you know, I would probably say, you know, things about, you know, LBGTQ community at a certain point in my life. <clears throat> but now I see it differently. You know what I mean? So so a lot of people don't grow like that. And, you know, he's a man that's in a state of arrested development and a mentality that, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people, you know, they may not act on it in that way. But they act on, you know, they may push, they they, they son on a certain girl, go and talk to her, go and talk. You know, these you know, they 12, 13 years old. You know what I mean? With mm -hmm. that, it's always an influence. You know, you pushing your son out to be that ladies man, go on. I want you to be able to, you know, giving him games and all that stuff. Like, you know, so you ain't actually taking his dick and putting it in the chick. But a lot of had a, a, that attitude where they put it in their hands. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. you know, I had a teacher tell my son. You know, you better knock off as many of them as you can while you're young. You know what I mean? What is the hold on? We telling my son that bullshit. Right. You know what I'm saying? So this is the you know. So you know, it's it's crazy. You know, I didn't want to speak to that you know part of it. Human. And Veronica Thornton said that. Uh, so Boosie ignored the comment that said in all caps, "That's rape," mm -hmm. because that's what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. Earlier, I had a nephew post. Uh, people are more comfortable with. Um, what did he say? He said they're they're less comfortable with homosexuality than they are uh, a molester. And I was like, I hope that's not true. But put in this context, it was people still on that chat, like yeah, yeah giving like, the game and all this other stuff. What yeah. is going on with people? How is this okay? Like I don't, I don't, I can't for the life of me fathom how people are okay with a kid like. If it was a woman, if it was a 13-year-old girl, would they be okay with that? Like, 
This is why shit goes on and people just turn a blind eye like shit that go on that shouldn't be going on because they have Mm. conditioned people to be okay with bullshit like this. How are you okay with a 12-year-old getting fellatio from a grown-ass woman, more or less another fucking kid? If you walk in, if you walked in and seen your 13-year-old having oral sex with another 13-year-old, would you not be outraged? Would you not? Well, that, that, that would be more understandable because that's somebody in their age group and they just experiment. I can accept that before I can accept an adult one. But Lil Boosie would be like, oh, yeah, let me close the door. Here's the condom, son. Like, his mindset is just so... Fucked. I, look, I've had guys brag to me. I mean, I've never seen nothing like this. But I've had dudes brag to me of doing, you know, this attitude is not foreign to me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I know the little Boosie. I know these cats. I know them, you, the dudes that's cheerleading them. You know what I mean? Just like I said, there's a certain mentality, but at a certain point, you know, your attitudes about certain things, like what, what, what was, not saying this was okay when I was growing up, because it wouldn't be. But to at this point to to understand, you know that that we we grew up with we grew up our mentality was different. You know what I mean? To to be at this level and still have that same mentality is sad. Yeah. You know, it really here, here's something that's really gonna make you sad. Lil Boosie is wealthier than probably everybody that's gonna watch this broadcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what does that say about that? But that that money came by class. No. And I want to say two things. When this thing came out about Dwayne Wade's son, that people was, oh yeah, Boosie right the whole nine when he was saying, you know, for one, Dwayne Wade's son never said anything about getting his appendage taken off. So I don't even know where that came from. But he's not supposed to love his son just because his son identifies with something. Aren't you supposed to love your kids unconditionally? The second thing is that once again, Boosie got his 12-year-old son fellatio from a grown woman. If that was his 12-year-old daughter and she said, I want you to go buy a man to go down on me, wouldn't he be inclined to do it? Wouldn't it be a double standard if he didn't do it? It's the, I mean, you know, that goes without saying. There's no way you're going to even consider doing nothing like that. When you had on the flip side, T.I. was taking his daughter making sure she was a virgin. He was there in the room. <laughs> like, I want to make sure it nah, died. You know what I mean? So you see the, the double standard, you know, when, in men and women. When it comes to sex, you know, and it, it's a double standard regardless of what you do to it. There's no reason, you know what I mean? Like, part of the part of the thing, the situation is, I'm sure a little Boosie probably had sex at a young age, like a lot of us did. But when you look back on it, you look at how that retards your growth. When you was like, you know, like me personally, you know, I tell my son, hey, it's okay to be a virgin. <laughs> if I knew then what I would know now. You know what I mean? I probably would have. I would have definitely done it a whole different way. You know what I mean? I say, and, and I used to tell them, all, "Don't feel pressured." You know, I'm taking. I, I'm not gonna say, "Oh, you 12, but let's go get you some pussy." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna do that. Like I would tell them the opposite. Like, nah, man. You know, you. It's actually, you know, quantity. It's the quantity, not the. It's the quality, not the quantity. You know what I, I mean? I hope that whoever. Like, if you're going to give him the game, like the dude was saying, give him some game. Give him some real game. I hope whatever woman decided to give him fellatious or whatever y'all want to call it, we're going to be politically correct. I hope she goes to jail and whatever charges can be sought against her needs to. And I'm not going to lie. I don't be voting for people to lose their custody of their kids, but this motherfucker needs new custody of his motherfucking son. And I hope the mother... Is a better is in a better position. I don't know, but this whole he needs counseling. Him yeah. and his son needs counseling, and this boy needs to go live with grandma, or grandpa, until they go through counseling and get their life together. Because obviously, little Boosie, yeah. I don't give a fuck and who slices. He's not fit to be a parent. Yeah. And if you remember, little Boosie's son was, you know, was at Dwayne Wade's son on the internet, and you know, whatever, trying to. Throwing little barbs, yeah, it was going. It was a, a lot of stuff he was posting and tagging him on Twitter or whatever. It was some, you know, pretty ugly stuff. I don't think they responded to it, but who just said that wasn't the way, I mean, way he's typing that? Because he's 
the the more and more I hear him speak, the more and more uh ignorant he his thing. Either way, it's just it's, yeah. I mean, it comes back to it, like you know, if the shoes on the foot, you wouldn't do that to your daughter. So you shouldn't, you know, let them let them grow up, give them the game, but let them grow up on their own. Let them find their own way. It's hard you know? being in a relationship. Yeah. Well, y'all doing it? I'm gonna play it one more time for the people who just joining us. We're talking about little Boosie allowing his son, his 12 year old son, to get fellatio from a grown woman. Let's play that again. The woman needs counseling too. Little Boosie, man. social media is like uh you know these these celebrities are, have way too much leeway way too much way too much influence it seems to me like you know what i mean and you know like we say stop looking for celebrity guidance you know what i mean stop looking for you know, Charles Barkley said it. He was like, I ain't no role model just because he played basketball. You know what I'm saying? When people look up to, like, it's people that look, look, actually taking what this man say with, with like, like it, like it means something to, you know what I mean? It's dangerous. It can be dangerous. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you see a celebrity scratches ass. Everybody, you know what I'm saying? Is behind to put some, whatever, some ointment on it or something. Like, it's crazy. Like, <laughs> I can't wait till this woman come out whoever did it. And see, I I believe I'm not sure, but I think this might be he he might be talking about something that happened years ago because I think his sons are like fifteen and sixteen or something like that now. If I'm not mistaken. You know Y'all don't think I'm y'all don't think I'm tripping, but I believe the woman was just doing what she was getting paid for. I don't care how much yeah. money she's getting paid to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? You you well, gotta have morals. You gotta is. draw the line somewhere. You yeah. you can if you're gonna be a hoe, be a hoe. You know what I'm saying? If you're gonna screw these celebrities for money and all that, that's that's your thing. Do what you do. That's your business. Hey, you know what I'm saying? I'm not knocking her if that's what she do. She sleep with the celebrities to pay her bills and all that. I'm not knocking her for that. What I'm knocking is that now she taking it too far. You have crossed the line and. Not now you are a rapist, you are a molester, you are a pedophile. I put you in the same category as I do Jeffrey Epstein, Harvey Weinstein, Oprah, and all, and all them people that's on there humping on little kids and taking their goodies and virginities and all that. Period.com. Yeah, that's, it's, 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 I mean, it is what it is. Like, you know, he didn't insinuate that he was, she was paid, but... You and think. if she ain't paid, that make it even worse. Hmm. You know, so I, I, I would have to agree with Lisa. I think that would make it worse yeah. if she would pay. Yeah. I'm just saying, would you allow your 12 year old son or daughter to have fellatio performed on them by an adult person? Now, I would say most people don't want their daughters doing anything sexual at any age. But if you're gonna have your 12 year old son. Get blessed, or however you want to call me, say, uh, get, 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 whatever you use, uh, fellatio performed on him. Should he not be okay with this 12 year old daughter getting the same thing done to her? And two, man, you're thinking about it now. It, it, it's not, it's not only bad, okay, that you're getting, you get introduced into something sexually too young, right? But you 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 you're in, getting introduced into sex into sex, and 
such a strange forum. So I, I mean, get me don't get me wrong, but I'm thinking like he's in the room, the nephews are in the room with your dad, and you sitting there with your pants down, get some head. Like that's be that would be extremely awkward for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So how this is this is the world of sex as a so where where where, where do we go from here? You know what I mean? Like where 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 does it go from there? Like that would be even if he was just saying, hey, go in that room with my son, close the door. I'm not saying it'd be right. You know what I mean? But it'd be somewhat close to what his life would be like. Somewhat close to, you know, you you know, you end up sitting in the living room and you and your your, your cousins and your dad is getting some hair from a woman. That's so you know that what I mean? weird. Like, that I, was I mean, so weird. That's though. what it sounds like. Now, he could have did it that way and put them all in separate rooms. But even still, it, it kind of gives you a... a an imprint on what women are like. Off what, with their what, heads. Yeah, or what sex is supposed to be. You know what I mean? So on, on different levels, man, it's, it's, it's messed up. You Bootsy don't have no respect for himself. He don't have no respect for his son. He don't have no respect for no women. And he ain't got no respect for his mammy. And he just grew, taught his son to follow his same path. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, at the same time, it's, it's it is I'm not 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 excusing it, but there's a certain mentality that just, you know, he he doesn't look at it as being disrespectful to them. He looks at it, he's seeing it a, a different way, and it's hard for us to to phantom, uh, like you know, it's like gangbanging. I can't phantom the mentality that people are out here killing each other over a color or over a street, but that's a mentality that has been, you know, what I'm saying, pulling ahead, and that's. The mentality that he's coming from. You tapped into the full disclosure show. I'm Derek Lamont Wins the first. Bobby Rich Green, Dick Dastley, and Lisa Lisa, the little lady of the house. We want any more comments, Rich, before we get up out of here? No, we done. I want to thank everybody, man, that participated. I see y'all on the on the watch party. Thanks. What's Who's up? Saying that we got one. Bronick Thornton just said that's just an example of the type of mentality that we have to come back to even attempt to get people to heal themselves. They have to see the problem with the things like that. He normalized molestation in his mind. And we can end on that. Veronica Thornton sent us out, you know what I mean? As always, thank you. Oh, we yeah. love you, you know what I'm saying? And uh, man, tell the people in your life you love them because tomorrow's not promised to anybody. You know what I mean? It's all love all day. Share the podcast, share the uh the page, and uh is we out. Stay royal. Peace.